Welcome to this episode of the Horse with No Name podcast. My name is Zach Freeman. I'm joined by my co-host, Bob McMichael. Special uh, podcast for you uh, this week. Uh, a couple of podcasts coming up uh, that are kind of special to Bob and I because uh, we have a connection with some of our alums who are now coaching. And we're going to actually see them in person because they're coaching against LBC coming up here. So the first one uh, we have for you is former men's volleyball player, now the head coach at Cornerstone. They'll be in Lancaster on March 5th for a doubleheader. Is Alex Bond. Alex, how are you today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Great. We really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to spending some time with you here and also uh, excited to see you on March 5th and uh, have a couple of volleyball matches here. We've had a couple of uh, successful weeks here for the Chargers and looking forward to uh, the next couple of weeks as well as we move into the season and uh, the NEAC president's voting here soon. So hoping to uh, add some more matches to our schedule as well in March and early April. So, Alex, uh, you played three seasons here uh, for the Chargers, 2012, 13, and 14. Uh, you played for both Evelyn Long and Jade Brubaker. Uh, what do you remember from those seasons uh, as the program sort of began NEAC play, uh, but also kind of struggled against the big boys of Division Three? Yeah, so um, it was quite a change of pace, I think, for me personally, playing at LBC. Um, you know, I went to a public school and then um, – went to, uh, I'll call it a secular college, <laughs> um, and just that experience of sports. And then coming to LBC was just a whole, uh, a change of pace, um, just playing for a whole different mindset. And um, I think that's what really um, got me excited to continue playing volleyball and being involved in volleyball. And, um, you know, it was, it was tough. Um, I guess our, my first year, uh, I forget what our record was, maybe around 500, maybe yeah, exactly 500, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that was, that was great. And I, I kind of like came into it just kind of being a utility player. I mean, we didn't have a setter, so I got moved into the setter role. Um, and, and quickly, um, I mean, we played and I can't even remember who like non-conference that we played. Um, but you're right. It was, we, I would say our conference, we matched up fairly well with, but then anytime it went non-conference was a different story. And I think that just speaks to the level of D3, like the top D3 programs, you know, versus the, the lower. Right. Not, not really competitive very much, but, um, but yeah, then uh, my next two years, I mean, we, we made it to the uh, conference finals. Um, right. Couldn't, couldn't pull it off, but um, it was a good run. And I think it was really uh, exciting to see kind of the, the foundation of the program continuing on and building from that point. And I think um, Jade Brubaker was a big part of that uh, upward trend. Absolutely. I want, I want to correct myself. Your first year, you were under 500. Second year, you were 500. So, okay. uh, but 16 and 16 overall, but five and zero in the conference. So, and then uh, like you said, uh, upset in the conference final that, that middle year there, but uh, that middle year though, uh, was a pretty uh, special one for you personally. You were the NEAC player of the year in 2013. Um, it was nice to see uh, men's volleyball in the conference. That was the first year the NEAC had uh, men's volleyball. What do you think the strongest part of your game uh, was and what did you, 
enjoy most about playing here at WC? You kind of spoke about that, but I know the volleyball team has always had a special group of guys, regardless of who's been here. Men's volleyball is just sort of its own animal when it comes to guys being guys and hanging out with each other. And, you know, you do it, it's, it's a longer season uh, than, than most of the other sports minus basketball. Um, and it's usually a lot of travel. It's usually a lot of time on the bus or hotels, especially in those early days of the NIAC. I think our closest opponent was three hours away. So it's just a lot of time to spend um, with the guys. So again, maybe your, um, your strongest part that you thought of your game and then just kind of being a part of the program. Um, I had the, uh, underdog going for me pretty much my whole, uh, career. Uh, I, it helped that like on our, uh, roster that like other teams could look at that for some reason I was six foot. Um, and then I'd show up being like five, seven and they're like, oh, this guy's a joke. Um, but then I, you know, I proved myself a little bit, I think on the court. So, um, definitely had that, uh, that underdog going for me. And I think, I don't, I think that was kind of, I used that to my strength then, um, you know, I, having the experience that I had, um, I think a lot of teams, uh, especially in our conference that we went up against for the most part, uh, they maybe have uh, a few years high school experience, but, um, you know, I, I kind of used that to my advantage and kind of played smarter given my shorter height. Uh, I couldn't just hit the ball straight down. I had to be more strategic with it. So um, definitely worked on that a lot, um, worked on consistency with my serve. Um, and yeah, just was, was trying to be used because um, I've started out setter my first year. Then we went and ran a 6-2. I was a setter hitter second year. And then by third year, I was just an outside. So um, just, I guess my strength was just being able to utilize as best as I could be for what team we had each year. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, my greatest experience with it is like you said, like just with the guys, um, I still have close relationships with a few of them. Um, number of them became my best friends. Um, and a number of them like were the reason that we, I think had the success that we had because constantly pushing each other, um, off season workouts. Um, I hated some of them because I was like, I wanted to rest. I wanted to time away, but I think that was uh, the driving force for us because I, we knew we were a part of something bigger than just that team that year. Like we wanted to see this program continue to build and, and to grow. And man, like thinking about year three for us, what we had seven on our roster. Um, and now like, Jade has like, I don't know, it seems like 30 guys on his roster. And <laughs> uh, it's just great to see. And, and I love the, the growth that um, has come. And now like competing at a high level, like LBC is on the map for, for men's volleyball, which I, I never, I mean, I, in a sense, I had that dream for, for the program, but um, it's been so much fun just watching them. Like the, the year, uh, like last year um, that got shut down, man, the, the run that they got, they were making, like beating some of the top ranked teams in D3, like I was so excited for them. Uh, and then, man, my, my heart was crushed when <laughs> things uh, shut down. So I, I felt for Jade, I, I, I was texting him and talking with him as soon as that happened. And um, now being in a situation where I'm the coach, I couldn't imagine like the heartbreak 
everything that was invested in that year specifically. Um, but I think that just goes to show that um, it, it, I credit hit, uh, Jade's heart with it because I mean, yes, it was devastating, but there's something so much, um, there's, there's a different foundation built. It's not just wins in volleyball. Um, it's, the, it's the brotherhood that is created on that team. Um, and I know that since I've graduated back in what, 2014, um, the, the guys that have come through that program, I'm sure have the same story as I do going through it with the relationships that were built. So yeah, um, I think that's uh, mainly the, the thing that I take back. Yeah, we reminisce about certain matches, certain games and stuff, but um, just being brothers in Christ together is something so much greater being a part of so yeah you know Alex you talk about uh like the size of the team and everything like that uh it, it truly has grown are you are, do you wish like uh, have you thought back to what if I had a team like LBC had had today like what if what if Jade would have uh, been able to gather a group of guys like he's doing right now and it you know I, he was a first year coach with you guys and uh, Jade coach coach Brubaker you know, he's a legacy in himself and what he's already done with uh, Karen and what was PBU and, and even as he headed out West for, for a short stint as well. But yeah, have you thought about like what could have been? Absolutely. Um, I mean, when my first year, second year, we, I think back to like the amount of time we were trying to invest in recruiting ourselves, <laughs> uh, whether it be guys on campus, whether it be people we knew in the area or something like, hey, come take some credits here at LBC and play volleyball with us. Um, we, uh, and then just thinking about like, I guess what could have been on the court, um, you know, and I, I, I think about that um, and just the fact that, you know, it, it, as much as I would love to have such a deeper roster um, and whatever, just that my senior year, just those seven guys, like, man, we, we like the, the relationship that we could have because we were such a smaller team, I think um, really bonded us so much more. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, the, and especially the, the teams before that, um, man, learning so much about what it meant to be uh, a follower of Christ and play this sport. Um, I, you know, how you represent yourself out in the court and we challenge each other in that uh, year in and year out. And um, it's hard uh, finding that balance of being competitive, but understanding that um, there's something so much more than just getting the win. Um, so, oh yeah, I, I reminisce a lot about like, if we could have had this player this year and this player that year, cause it felt like the team like it wasn't just these group of guys that went through four years at LBC together. Like it's felt like each year was different in who we had. Um, so I think about that a lot. Yeah, for sure. And when we can put an alumni team together against uh, some of the LBC players that, that that's the glimpse of what maybe could have been for us. So, yeah. yeah. I, and, and I'm sure that it's probably only helped you as a coach though, too, especially with a brand new program and, and uh, trying to get guys to come out. Uh, I know what you got the job last April, May or whatever, and uh, almost starting from scratch in reality. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I started last, it's actually been a year. So it was February. Okay. I started my role. Um, so it's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, let alone starting the program in like February, trying to get guys here in the fall. Um, so I was really behind in that recruiting process, but then you throw the pandemic on top of it and uh, it was tough. It was really tough, um, but couldn't have asked for a better first team. Um, the guys, just the energy, the, the commitment that they've demonstrated, it's, it's really something that God has put together. Uh, I like to say I had some sort of role in it, but man, like I couldn't have asked for better guys. So, yeah. Well, God, yeah, God definitely has been using you. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so following uh, LBC, Alex, you uh, coach club uh, volleyball here uh, a little while and then uh, at a very successful boys program in York, uh, York Suburban. Uh, what did you learn uh, during those stops that kind of helped you prepare for being a collegiate head coach and kind of deciding that, yeah, I think I'm going to pursue this as a career going forward? Yeah. So um I think back in the back of my mind, I think back to my senior year at LBC and um, Jade coming in and taking over the program. Um, in the back of my mind like that, I think was the first like time I actually may have thought about coaching as a future. Um, and then it was uh, one of my buddies that I played against in high school asked me to, to help coach this high school team uh, out of college. And um, it was really pretty, pretty amazing um, learning about uh, what it takes to be a coach, um, you know, from, from this, uh, he's the head coach at York Suburban, um, Oliver Good, and just learning from him, uh, the, not only like from the start, just like the business side of it, and, and then you're communicating with high school boys, which is a battle of its, uh, its own, um, but also like, you know, being successful in it uh, and the commitment that it took. I mean, high school is like a different animal because I mean, you're having to work a full-time job and then coach on top of it. And so the, the commitment I felt like was a lot, a lot more than actually now me being a coach as my full-time job. Um, but he, he really like helped me to understand that the commitment is not just like wanting to win, wanting to, um, be successful in measuring that way but um just seeing him and the the relationships he built with the guys and seeing them from being these tiny skinny freshmen to graduating um high school just the influence that uh he had on them um was just something that really then started to become a passion of mine um and I think that's what really got me fully then invested in this idea of me coaching full time. So um, it, um, and then I also got a chance to coach um, uh, the, the girls um, at the same school, York Suburban and uh, the women's coach there, Sonia Geyer and just Sonia and Oliver were very close friends. And so just seeing them kind of create this volleyball program at York Suburban was, was just amazing to be a part of. Um, and then again, just kind of fueled the passion that, I had and real recognizing that passion that I had for, for coaching. So, yeah. That's great. And, and Bob mentioned, uh, you know, you kind of start, start out there in February uh, last year, 2020, pack up everybody and move to Michigan. And this is going to be fun and great. And 
you know, all of a sudden there's a global pandemic and now I'm in this new place and I'm supposed to recruit these guys for this new program. And I mean, what, obviously, you know, like you mentioned and Bob mentioned too, like, you know, obviously God had a plan and, and it's, it's working out and you're seeing the fruits of that, you know, already with a, you know, a, a good startup program and you guys are playing and it's, it's going well, even in a tough conference. We'll get to that here in a little bit, but um, you know, how did you adjust to a new place, uh, recruit players to a new program at a school that you, you know, obviously got hired at, but pretty unfamiliar with. And, you know, how did that whole process kind of play out over those first couple of months when you really couldn't do anything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'll first say that, like, it was, it's the hardest thing that uh, Olivia and I, Olivia's my wife, um, went through uh, in our lives, I think. I mean, it, um, the timing of it. So we, I was, um I got word of the um, starting the interview process um, with with this position, and Olivia was nine months pregnant. And then um, three days, I couldn't. I they wanted to fly me out here for an interview, and um, <laughs> I was like, I, I can't because I don't want to miss my son being born. <laughs> um, and so it was like three days after our son being born, I came out here, and uh, it was like three weeks after that. Then we moved our family out here, so. Um, the timing of that was just hard. I mean, uh, I mean, that was hard. And then, yeah, the pandemic on top of it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting, um, trying to go through recruiting then. I mean, every, every college was going through it, obviously. Um, but then trying to get guys to commit here without even seeing the campus, without even a, a program being established. Um, honestly, that's why I said like, you know, I, I did my part and, and then God brought it all together because um, some of these guys, it was, it's crazy. And I, I, I try to use their testimony now for this next year recruiting because committing to a place that you don't even really know or nothing really established was, uh, was taking a leap of faith. And so, you know, we uh, have been uncomfortable. We feel like we're starting to finally get plugged in out here, but um I think the the faith development for my family and I just skyrocketed because um, we we didn't have the comfortable uh, connections, the family. We didn't have all of that, and we just had to put our faith in God. And um, I, I I wouldn't I would do it all over again just because uh, of where we're at. It's spiritually now because of it. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, and then. It, the, the, the community here at Cornerstone reminded me so much of the community at Lancaster Bible College. Um, and honestly, I don't think we would have had the same transition if it wasn't for that community, um, because I, I know other colleges, I know other like sports industries, like it's a dog eat dog world uh, in the sports industry for the most part. And so just having the support from day one being here um, helped tremendously with, with our transition. And, um, you know, it was really, it was really what we needed and God knew that, um, making this transition. So, yeah. That's great. And, you know, so as, as a young coach, you've had some experience, both obviously playing, like we talked about and coaching here at the high school and, and club levels. 
Uh, have you had a practice yet where you kind of scratch your head and thought, oh, what have I done? Like, what? nothing is working. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking a foreign language to them, it sounds like. And, and if so, who are some of the people maybe that you lean on in those moments? Yeah. Um, uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and I think it, it really um, is a battle in my mind. I mean, I'm super competitive. Like, I want to win. Um, and I'm thankful for the uh, athletic department here and understanding that there's a balance with like, if we're winning and not having any side of the, the face connection there, um, I don't think that's very successful uh, in what we're trying to do. And so I always have to be reminded of that, um, just understanding that there's a greater, greater thing going on right now. And, and also just thinking beyond this first year um, because it's a foundation that we're building and um, and also just measuring success. Um, it's something I have to be reminding myself of that, you know, it's not the wins and losses. There's, uh, we set goals, we set um, things measure, measuring, things that we can actually measure uh, as goals and the guys can see that. So um, yeah, it, it's definitely been um, a humbling experience, um, but, you know, I, I think that, and I think it's always something that I, we developed a mission and vision for our program that, you know, if we're so focused on winning and miss out on, you know, everything else that God has, um, that God can provide opportunities for transformative opportunities for these guys. Um, yeah, it's something that we want to re reevaluate every year and make sure that we're following, uh, God's will with it. So, yeah. It, think, thinking about that, Alex, I, I follow you guys on social media a little bit and, so I see some of the stuff that, that's going on. You know, can you talk about some of the opportunities that you've created for the guys so that it's not just about men's volleyball? Absolutely, yeah. Um, one thing we uh, did just beginning of this year, uh, we went to a place called Youth Haven. Uh, it's, a, it's a youth uh, retreat camp uh, that it's, it's designed for uh, underprivileged youth. Uh, and so my assistant coach actually used to work there and um, we had that connection. And so I wanted to give the guys an opportunity to one um, kind of experience um, like the relationship and understanding maybe where these kids might have come from or just getting out of our college bubble here, um, <laughs> experiencing the world a little bit, but then also like having servant, servant hearts uh, and, you know, where there's a need, like, we got a bunch of guys uh, that, that can help, um, you know, making them understand, you know, I think there's a direct um, opportunity there for, for any program when you can do some sort of uh, servant projects, um, but also like team building um, is only gonna help us on the court then as well. Um, so we did that, a couple of guys also did um, some uh, we, Mel Trotter, I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. Similar ministry, I think, to like uh, Salvation Army. Um, we sent a couple guys there. They just distributed clothes uh, in these boxes and stuff. So um, we do that. And then also just uh, each week we meet with the team. Um, and last semester I was meeting with them. But this semester they're on their own meeting together. Uh, each week one of the guys um, like brings a devotion uh, where they read scripture together and they pray together. Um, and just having that 
time together has been huge for us um, having that uh, growth spiritually. And then you see it like just go into the court then in their practices. It's just something so much more, uh, it brings so much more energy and uh, desire to get better as a team. Um, so those are some of the things that I like to be uh, creative and also just be flexible with the guys that we have and uh, those opportunities that we can create for them. So, yeah, I'm jealous. Alex, you're, you're a, when, uh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm jealous. Where did they go recently? They went on a missions trip somewhere. Uh, they went to Brazil last year. Brazil. Okay. So I, I, when he's, when I saw that and some, one of the players did like a whole doc, was it Derek? Mm-hmm. Yes. Documentary yep. on that. Um, I'd love to do that for our team. We have a couple guys um, that are from Guatemala. Uh, one guy's from Papua New Guinea. So just the idea of doing a mission trip together, I think would be amazing. And I'm sure, and I just from the testimony I heard from uh, Jade and other guys that that was huge for them in their, that year specifically. Yeah, Jade, Jade's actually taken the team to Spain and then to Brazil. And both of those trips were with Athletes in Action. So you definitely can check it out and, and uh, see, see how that can work. Or was it Push the Rock? It was one of the two. I forget yeah, which one. Yeah, one of the two. It might have been Push the Rock. I'm not sure. But, but you know, I, he used it both with preseason and a mission trip. So they got to play some national teams as well as just go and work on their own skills, but then also serve. And like right. you, like you're already doing with your guys, it is that there's nothing like spending time together intentional like that. I mean, uh, it, it's been a great experience for them for sure. That's great. Definitely a bonus to go in January. <clears throat> so that's helpful <laughs> probably for you guys too. So definitely schedule that for January. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, so you're, you're your County guy and uh, now you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. What, uh, what are some things maybe you miss about uh, central Pennsylvania? Uh, volleyball. <laughs> so, I mean, Michigan, they don't recognize boys volleyball as a high school sport. Um, so that's, that's hard. And obviously that's hard for recruiting, um, but it's up and coming. And I think that's, what's exciting about being a part of the, the growth here. Um, but yeah, it's nothing like uh, in Pennsylvania, just uh, getting to watch some boys high school volleyball. Um yeah, I, I think there's there's been similarities. Um, also missing some like hills, um, not really many hills around here, um, <laughs> but plenty of snow. I said, I wish I kind of grew up here as a child because I was always disappointed in PA winters where there wasn't like snow canceling school and stuff. Um, but yeah, you'll get sick of snow. Uh, the lake affects snow living out here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, the... The community feel, I think, is very um, similar to York so um, and, and Lancaster. Um, I, I did say, though, if we ever move back to the area, we'd have to live on the other side of the river in Lancaster area. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're right near there. So any, anything around the river is pretty good. You can, you can do okay around there. So yeah. <laughs> that's good. Excellent. You know, Alex, uh, you find out about a new program, you interview, you get the job. What are the first steps that you did? Because like, you don't have assistant coaches because you're brand new to the area. Uh, if Michigan doesn't have high school volleyball, uh, where are you finding these guys from? I mean, I, it's incredible because you, 
you have a, a decent sized team for our first year program. Uh, did Cornerstone have a club program before this? Um, not officially. Um, years past, I've heard that they did have club programs, um, but I guess within the past four years, five years, maybe um, nothing was uh, ever organized. So um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I don't think I really knew exactly what uh, Michigan was like for, for volleyball. It's definitely uh, like a passion for a lot of people. Um, when you go over to Lake Michigan, um, like beach volleyball is huge over there, um, all the way around to like Illinois area as well. So um, Illinois is probably like the closest like big boys volleyball like uh, area. I didn't, I, there's some guys that have, go to Cornerstone here that um, were like junior seniors that maybe played in high school. Um, but for the most part, I mean, freshmen for us, I mean, we have two guys from Arizona, one guy from California. Uh, and to start off here, I mean, it was uh, emails, emails, texts, like it was just, that was my, and especially being in quarantine then, um, that's all I was doing basically for most of the day. So I, I probably reached out to, thousands of kids <laughs> and um, just trying to make that connection and going from there. Um, and then there was like eight or nine guys on campus um, that either had some experience or just loved the game um, that I, from day one, worked with them. Um, it, it's definitely been uh, a unique team experience because the guys coming in, freshmen, are the ones that have the most experience. And then you got the guys that are seniors that, uh, junior seniors that don't have that experience. So it really was unique in how the team dynamic came together in that way. Um, so, but just really uh, awesome to see that, I, the, you know, the guys that have been going here to Cornerstone understand the community, understand the spiritual um, side of things. So they kind of meshed really well in that way. Um, so that was really neat to see. I'll tell you the first thing though, that I came, I rearranged my office. So I used to work uh, at an office furniture company before this and uh, I, I just couldn't, couldn't handle the setup. So I had to rearrange everything. That was my <laughs> day one uh, task. So. <laughs> so it's good to get the important things under control and then exactly. you're working. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. Well, Alex, I really appreciate you uh, joining us uh, on the podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, you guys coming to Lancaster. Maybe we'll try to get you a whoopie pie or something like that to kind of refresh your memory. So, Love it. Uh, yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, really appreciate you, like I said, sitting down with us and then talking to volleyball and talking life and uh, appreciate your kind words about LBC and your experience here. So we'll look forward to the fifth and uh, can't wait to see you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right. Take care.